are you when you're when you're choosing your brokerage it's not necessarily them interviewing you to hire you for a position that they need all right this is a two-way street here when in this in this interview process or when you're sitting down with a broker whether it's on zoom or, or at their office and you're sitting there and you're you know they're questioning you about um certain things but you need to be questioning them too. This is an interview process that goes both ways. A new real estate agent ready to learn from industry leaders who were once in your shoes and now want to give back, learning tips, tricks, hacks, advice, and most importantly of all, what to avoid. You'll learn the pain of the growth process that has helped them get to where they are today. From seasoned agents to agents who are still new to the game, but growing and scaling their business at a rapid pace. Welcome to the new real estate agent podcast with Ryan Strong. All right, let's roll. I hope you guys are ready for another good one. And we are going to be talking about the best brokerage for brand new real estate agents in 2022 and 2023 and beyond. All right. And yes, I am biased to this decision or topic anyway, because of where I'm at now. And I couldn't be happier with where I'm at and the opportunities that they have. And I'll get into the reasons that I was at one brokerage and why I didn't go to another brokerage and all these other things. Uh, we'll get into that. So, <clears throat> but that's the topic of today is the best brokerage for brand new real estate agents. And this one is really uh, important to me because when you're a new real estate agent, you get, you've heard it before, you get promised all these things. They throw you, you know, the, the stars in the moon and they give you this, uh, this dream. They sell you this dream of, you know what, like initially it's like, have you ever made six figures in your life? Right. And then you say no. And then they say, well, we have multiple agents here that make six figures every year, every single year, those agents crush it and they do really well. And then that's very enticing for you to hear, right? Because you hear it and you're like, Ooh, well, I've never made six figures. And it sounds like that happens pretty regularly here at this brokerage. So very enticing, right? But there's some questions that uh, I want you to ask yourself, all right? I want you to ask yourself some questions when you're deciding your brokerage, and then we're going to go through some brokerages, all right? But I got some questions that I want you to really think about, all right? Ask yourself and think about, and even really ask, you know, if you're interviewing, right? So when you're, when you're choosing your brokerage, <clears throat> it's not necessarily them interviewing you to hire you for a position that they need, all right? This is a two-way street here when in this in this interview process or when you're sitting down with a broker, whether it's on Zoom or, or at their office, and you're sitting there and you're, you know, they're questioning you about um, certain things, but you need to be questioning them too. This is an interview process that goes both ways because honestly, look, a lot of them just may not be honest with you or, or have your best interest at heart. Um, they're just looking to get another agent into the brokerage and hopefully you're the next rock star. Sometimes, not all the time, but you know, it, that's, it's a lot of the thoughts anyway. So <clears throat> let's ask yourself some questions. All right. When choosing a brokerage. So here we go. What are your short-term and long-term goals? This is something that you really, really need to think about or else you're going to be jumping and changing brokerages like you change your underwear. Right, you really need to think about your short-term and long-term goals. Typically, in the short term, it's I need to get some deals. Right, that's our first thought. Is well, short-term goals is I'd like to get somebody under contract as soon as possible so I can start making some money because I'm transitioning out of my job that I have now and I'm doing real estate part-time until I can make it full-time, or I cold turkey quit what I was doing and I dove headfirst into real estate and I need to make some money now. Right, whichever the case, but. 
what are your short-term goals? That's typically your first deal. But there's also a lot more to that, all right? When your short-term goals, especially if you're brand new, short-term is where's my support? Where's my training? Who's going to be my mentor? Uh, am I provided one of those, right, to help me hit the ground running? Is this something that this brokerage provides? Is this something that they're going to tell me to go pay for, right? And then I got to go start, you know, coming out of the pocket, right, with all this money. I've already paid for my license. I've already paid for the board. I've already done all this, other, paid for all these other things, and I haven't made a dime yet, right? I need to get some transactions going. But now they're telling me I got to go pay for a mentor and a coach and all this other stuff. Like, what the? So, well, are they going to be providing that for you, right? Is that something they're going to provide you in the short term? Are they going to provide you classes? Are they going to provide you um, contract review classes, stuff like that? And the contract is super important, knowing your contract inside and out, super important. These types of things for you in the short term as a new real estate agent can got to be super important, all right? Knowing your MLS inside and out. Is somebody going to teach you, walk you through it, or are you just going to have to click around and figure things out? So these are super important. Long-term goals. What are your long-term goals, right? Are you trying to build a team? Are you trying to build a massive uh, scalable business, right? What are you doing long-term? Or do you just plan on being the the on-the-ground real estate agent for the rest of your life and, you know, trying to maximize and spread yourself thin and, and maybe, you know, do 30 or 40 deals in a year, hopefully 60, right? And then you're, you know, you're going to have gray hair and you're ready to pull, pull all of it out. So what is your long-term goals here? So for me, my long-term goals, especially you know, with my network and my business partners, is to build a business, all right? And part of building a business is stepping out of the business. That's a huge part of building a business is stepping out of it. So, excuse me, when we say long-term goals, do you plan on being that agent on the ground every day long-term? Or do you want to step out of production, build a business, have a team, these types of things? What are your long-term goals? Now, when you're asking yourself, again, these questions – do those brokers offer you that, right? Do those brokers or brokerages offer you that opportunity to be able to do that? Because at some point with a lot of these brokerages, you're going to outgrow them. You're going to outgrow your support network, especially if you're a hustler. You're going to outgrow your brokers. You're just, you're just going to outgrow it, and then you're going to be looking for the better solution, right? So <clears throat> ask yourself these questions. Next question is, what can the brokerage offer you? Now, we just talked about some training and stuff like that. What I really mean with this one is, what are they providing you as far as technology? And uh, also, yes, coaching and training and those types of things. But what are they offering you as far as technology? What are they offering you as far as money, earning potential, and things like that? So what does the brokerage offer you? Are they giving you a CRM? which is basically your client management tool where you're tracking your clients, uh, email marketing, texting, all that type of stuff, right? Tracking your clients, putting them in a database. Are they providing you that or is that something that you've got to go buy on your own and figure it out as well, right? Figure that, figure that stuff out. So are they offering you that? Um, are they offering you any sort of email marketing campaigns that you can you know kick off? Are they offering you any real... 2022 2023 training as far as marketing goes are they offering you that right or are they going to tell you to send out mailers or go sit in open house for three to four hours and hope that you know that one that small percentage of clients that come in unrepresented are even willing to talk to you are they teaching you old school marketing methods because that's all they know and they've never experienced business anywhere else or any other lead gen methods are they offering you any sort of support 
Are they offering to help you be on a team until you're ready to be on your own? Are they, what are they offering you, right? So figure out what their offer is to you technology-wise. And then when we talk about money-making potential, right, is, it, is the only way that I make money here closing deals? If that's the only way that I make money here, then monthly earning, right, what we're making monthly isn't guaranteed, right? It's not, and none of it's really ever guaranteed, but when you're only offered one way to make money, to me, that's not appealing, right? So one way of making money is closing deals, right? All right, I close a deal this month. I don't have anything in the pipeline already for next month. I'm not going to make anything next month. Like, ugh, that's not good, right? So are there other earning opportunities? So some brokerages now offer, some people call, or at one brokerage is called profit share, at two other, three other brokerages now that offer it, it's called revenue share. All right. And I'll get into that later when I'm talking about my bias <laughs> opinion, but um, there's other money making opportunities there, right? There's also uh, some, some real estate companies, not all, are publicly traded on the stock market, which could benefit you um, if they're giving you stocks or granting you stocks for doing well with the company and those types of things, right? This is also free money, essentially, right? Or being rewarded stocks that you can pull out or after they vest you can pull out right and this is other things money making opportunities so ask this question is the only way that i can make money here by closing deals if so i might want to look elsewhere all right what do peer reviews say about the brokerage this is the third question so and i don't mean just go and read some online reviews because when you do that you're mostly going to see the bad ones right you're mostly going to see the people who left really, really salty and just went online and vented, right? So when I say peer reviews, I mean start asking around. Ask around and ask people what are their honest thoughts, right? In real estate, it's like we've got to abide by the code of ethics. Yeah, I get that with NAR and all that. But what I, I mean, there's some people that are going to be honest with you and say, hey, look, here's why I chose why I chose this. And this is what I'm doing even with you right now. Here's why I chose to be where I'm at, all right? And here's what I've heard about this one, or I was with this one, and this was my experience. Yours may be different, but here's what my experience was. So what do your peer reviews say about the brokerage, all right? Those are some questions that I really want you to ask yourself and really, really think about and write down some of those answers for yourself and then take them with you to your interview, all right? And take them with you and just keep those in the back of your mind and even ask some of those questions. So... That leads me into some brokerages. Let's talk about some, right? Some of the most popular. Some of these, I mean, arguably, arguably the most popular, but let's talk about Remax first, all right? Remax. Remax, big time brokerage, been around for a long time, right? The big red hot air balloon, red, white, and blue hot air balloon, uh, Re slash Max, all right? Why is this appealing to agents? Sometimes Remax will have sign-on bonuses, um, sometimes, not all the time. I've heard that they do. I've heard that they don't, right, sometimes. Um, they do have a lot of training. In my view, I was never with Remax, but in my view and from what I've heard and seen, it's a lot of the old-school-style training. They used to be partnered with Grant Cardone, uh, used to be, all right, <laughs> um, before he saw the writing on the wall, but used to be, all right? They do provide, uh, you know, a ton of training. Every brokerage has training, first of all. Let's, let's clear the air on that. Some people are going to try to tell you, oh, they don't really have the tech or they don't really have the training, you know, that we have here, and that's a lie. 
every brokerage has training, every single one. All right. They're just trying to get you to sign up with them. Every single brokerage has training. It's just a matter of how they go about that training, where it is, where it's located. Is it specific to you? Is it large groups? Things like that. Is it online, self-taught, you know, class, you know, in, in classes, things like that. So every brokerage has training. But anyway, Remax has some pretty good training. Um, I have friends who are with Remax and they absolutely crush it with Remax. Now, one other thing I'll say is when it comes to these brokerages, very rarely, it may happen on occasion, but very rarely, right? Very rare occasions where somebody is buying or selling a house because of the brokerage. Because they say, oh, I only work with a Remax agent. I only work with a Keller Williams agent. Like, very rare. Very, very rare. This is a relationship business, and they call you because they trust you. All right? I just had a client reach out. Um, I helped him buy his house two years ago. Uh, and he just randomly reached out and he said, Hey, I was actually looking to buy this condo here in this place in this place. And, you know, I started looking around online and I said, I almost contacted somebody else. And then I was just like, you know what? I got Ryan right here. Let me go ahead and text Ryan. I'm sure he'd be, uh, very more than willing to, you know, answer any questions I have and help me out and da da da. And sure enough, yeah, he called and we talked and then we, now we, you know, looking at condos. So <laughs> It's more about you, the brand, the trust, the relationship, right? What you're willing to do there. Not, not you're the brand is what I mean. Not necessarily the brokerage brand, okay? But Remax, another very popular one. Tons of agents around the world. A lot of agents really succeed with Remax. Um, but they don't have some of the other things that I have talked about when it comes to other money-making opportunities and whatnot. Let's go to brokerage number two, which is Keller Williams. Now, I have personal experience with Keller Williams. I started my licensed real estate agent career with Keller Williams. And it's funny, uh, there's some memes out there that are pretty funny, but everybody kind of associates Keller Williams with being like the training brokerage. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just funny. It's all fun and games, but the training brokerage, right? A lot of people start at Keller Williams because they're huge too, right? Gary Keller's awesome. Uh, very knowledgeable and things like that, but he's also, you know, his, his ego gets in the way sometimes. And he's got a great book. He's got a great book that a lot of agents uh, should read, which is the uh, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, right? The Big Red Book, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And uh, to me, a lot of it is outdated, but a lot of it is still important for you to see and read and know because that's still how a lot of business is conducted today, If you, especially if you want inside knowledge on how teams are built and how a lot of teams structure themselves just based off of that book right there. And when I joined Keller Williams, I joined a team who built their entire business based on the foundations of that book, and that is how their team is structured and whatnot. So <laughs> Keller Williams really does have a lot of training. Uh, they have bold training, which is good mindset training, um, really good mindset training. Uh, some people do it seven times, and I don't know why, but... I guess if you need that constant accountability or motivation, um, maybe you're just not that driven. I'm not sure. Some people take bold a million times. I, I don't get why. But it's really good training for me. I did it once. I uh, did not do it any more than that. Really good training. They have some other training. Um, as far as tech goes, they have uh, – uh, crap, I forgot the name of it. K uh, no, we have KV Court EXP, which I'll talk about next because I'm biased. Um Man, I can't remember the name. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it because it wasn't that good. Um, they had some. They they were the training brokerage, and then they became. They tried to become this tech brokerage, and that's kind of where Glenn Sanford came from, and all that stuff with EXP. But um, 
They have their own CRMs that they do give you as far as being a agent with Keller Williams and whatnot. Um, the team that I was on didn't even use it. We actually used Boomtown. Uh, but Keller Williams does have a lot of great training and you know, a lot of agents at Keller Williams are very successful. They also do have profit share. So they do have other money earning potentials uh, when it comes to profit share. Profit share is not the same as revenue share. And so a lot of agents do not make near as much money uh, with profit share as they would potentially with a revenue share, right? If sort of the same circumstances and situations were put into place. But they do have other money-making uh, opportunities. As far as I know, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, Keller Williams is not a publicly traded company. Keller Williams is a just private company. Gary Keller owned most of it. I'm pretty sure he did not go public as far as I know, unless it happened recently. But I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, you know what? Actually, let me see if I can go ahead. Uh, nope. So it's a privately privately held firm. It doesn't report net income, right? So Keller Williams uh, does not report net income. They are not publicly traded as far as the real deal.com goes. And that article was from November 10th, 2021. Um, so there you go. There you have it right there. They're not publicly traded, but they do have, you know, other earning potential as far as closing deals and profit share. Now, my time with them, again, it was great. I got great training. I really got a lot of great training uh, that I brought with me and, you know, stuff that I still use to this day. But at the same time, there was reasons I left, right? And and a lot of those reasons were just because of the grass was, is, or was slash is uh, greener, right? I had to leave to find out if the grass was greener and the grass is greener where I'm at now in my opinion, my opinion, all right, and what I'm experiencing. So, Number one for me is EXP Realty. Now, before I get started on EXP and why I left KW to come to EXP, I will say that if there was a better opportunity out there than what EXP has to offer, I would be exploring it, okay? I'm not like, you know, EXP or die kind of thing, right? <laughs> I love EXP. And I love all the opportunities that it provides and what it has done for me, my business, my life, my family. But again, I do, I do, not, ha I do not operate on blind loyalty. I'll say that. All right. I do not operate on blind loyalty. So EXP, why did I leave KW for EXP? Well, number one, the team that I was on was a life suck. Um, it just was draining. It was draining and it wasn't what I needed. All right. It was a, for me, right? It was a life suck for me. I'm not saying it would be for anybody else. For me. It was, it was not what I needed, and I'm very independent and self-driven, and I didn't need everything that they were doing, and all the splits were killing me. <laughs> so I went solo to eXp. I started exploring eXp and understanding, like, okay, I don't – they have more than one way to make money, which is, you know, uh, closing deals. We got revenue share, which is different from profit share. Again, excuse me. Uh, the stocks, right, if you're granted stocks which you will when you close your first deal and when you get people in your downline and they're closing their first deal. You can also opt into the program where you're buying stocks with 5% of your commission check at a discount. Um, and then those stocks go into your portfolio as well, right? So there's, and there's actually a lot more than that. Uh, but those are the three main ways. And so Glenn Sanford is the founder of eXp Realty. He came from Keller Williams, being having one of the top producing teams and stuff and franchises at Keller Williams. 
And he worked pretty uh, closely with Gary Keller every now and again, uh, but they did not see eye to eye on a lot of things. And Glenn Senford had a vision, and he made that vision come true by leaving KW and, and coming to EXP. And now, it's funny, at a lot of conferences, like Gary Keller talks a lot about EXP. I think there was one conference he mentioned EXP, I don't know, like 80-something times. It was crazy. I'm probably wrong on that number, but he mentioned EXP a lot, right? So putting us out there a lot <laughs> um, because he just... He saw it. So EXP has kind of been coined like the Amazon of the real estate industry for real estate agents, just with the money-making opportunities. But we also pay 85 bucks a month. That's it. 85 bucks a month for KV Core, for access to the Verbella Cloud, which we have this EXP world. So I do not have an office. I work from home. Um, I do, I'm not one of those people that needs to go to an office. I actually prefer not to be obligated to go to a facility to work. I can get what I need to get done from home, and I love it that way. Uh, if I needed an office, I could get one, right? I could easily get one, but I do uh, with through EXP, Regis, and whatever else. But I don't, all right. I don't need one. So we're a cloud-based brokerage. We're a national brokerage, all right. We do not have independently owned franchises, which is super important to understand. We do not have these independently owned office uh, franchises like you will see at most other brokerages. So what that means then? is let's say I'm licensed in Hawaii and I want to get licensed in Nevada. I can get licensed in Nevada and I can easily, easily from like, let's say that I'm in Hawaii at the time and I need to go talk to the Nevada brokers. I can go into the cloud and I can go into the Nevada office and I can go talk to the Nevada brokers if I need to. What else is cool about this is if I'm licensed in two states, I still only have one cap. I do, not ha I do not create another cap if I'm licensed in two states, for instance. If I cap because of Hawaii deals, that also reflects into Nevada, which then I am capped, right, at $16,000. I do not have a $32,000 cap because I'm licensed in two states, and I'm with, like, two franchises or anything like that, right? So it's still one cap, still one set of fees, which is awesome. Um, and that's why, you know, we will see EXP agents who are licensed in, like, three states, four states, and... You know, they cap in their first month, and once they cap in their first month, they're at 100% commissions the rest of the year. And it's like, wow, that's pretty crazy, right? So the opportunities is really when I started diving a lot deeper uh, into EXP, understanding the business model. To me, even being in the cloud, that was the initial thing, the cloud-based brokerage. That was the initial thing that got me. And I was like, yes, technology, Te technology, moving forward, innovation, uh, earning potentials, easy things like that. Things like that was what got me. And so, um, and then also my sponsors, right? This is one of the most important things when you're making the move to EXP is choosing the right sponsor. A lot of people don't realize how important this is and your sponsor could change your life and mine did, who are now my business partners here at the Channel Junkies and they did and I absolutely love it. I love everything that we're doing here, uh, what we're building and things like that. And the network we have is just insane. And so I even forgot to mention that because I got pretty passionate and got right into this one. But yeah, it, you can check us out at thechanneljunkies.com. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to ask me or answer on the podcast, ryan at channeljunkies.com. But those are my sponsors here. They've taught me, uh, laid out the foundation for me with YouTube, which is my main pillar of business now. Um, and I've brought a lot of value to them as well and all of our network in general. And so now we are here just tag teaming this thing and it's amazing. 
but the sponsors at EXP really play a huge role. So I highly, highly recommend, you know, reaching out. I already gave you my email if you're interested in joining EXP and what we have to offer. Uh, but I also recommend that you not just interview us, you interview several people to see what it is that they offer and what are their genuine interest with helping you. Are they going to be around to help you or are they just talking a lot of talk and then hopefully in the downline you never hear from them again, which I've heard from several other people and now they regret joining that person. So where's that support from your sponsors? And let me be clear, at EXP, your sponsors are not obligated to do anything for you. They are not. They will make money off of you when you're closing deals but they are not obligated to do anything for you. As a new real estate agent at eXp, you are provided a mentor if you have not closed three deals in the last six months. So if you come to eXp and you're brand new, you're going to be given a mentor. This mentor is certified and everything like that, and they will help you get um, off the ground and hit the ground running for your first three deals. And then after that, you know you're on your own unless you join a team, right? So... That's something that's pretty cool. Your mentor is obligated, all right? Your mentor is being paid and your mentor is obligated. Your sponsor, however, is not. And that's where we are changing the game here at Channel Junkies and making sure that we are held accountable and holding you accountable to building your business if that's your goals and dreams and what you hope to do, and that's what we talk about on our calls. We're here to support. We're here to help you grow all those great things. So those are the three brokerages that I wanted to talk about today. There's a bunch of other ones, Coldwell Banker, Century 21. I almost went to Century 21, <laughs> almost. But there's some other ones out there, and uh, I highly recommend doing your homework and your research. And like, if you can even open up a few windows and, and just kind of lay them out side by side and really check your boxes, that, that's something that will definitely help you. And also, remember, that interview process is a two-way street. So... Again, I'm biased. I'm with EXP. Um, I love it. I, I love everything that they ha have to offer and, and how I have just operate very much so on my own. So, yeah, that's going to wrap up today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and if you have any questions, reach out, ryan at channeljunkies.com, and we'll see you in the next one.